Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. This morning I am listening to a podcast by my pastor, um, Apostle Craig, Craig Banks at Canaan Christian Center. You can find that on anchor.fm. He taught this series on the glory. Um, it's a very powerful series. So go find that. If you need some extra, go find yeah, the glory. Oh, that was a good series on the glory. He's talking about the coming glory um, and the glory in your life. So definitely check that series out if you need um, just someone else to follow. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And sometimes we can think, okay, well, maybe I'm getting too much word. I'm going to confirm for you again that faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So you're not going to get too much word. You need to build your faith up, um, especially if you're weak. I told you guys, uh, we're hearing it. We're saying it. We're receiving it. I listen to the word all like all the time, all day long, so that I can be strengthened in my truth. So make sure that you um, are listening to something so that your faith can be built up, for especially for whatever you believe in God. Um, I was studying the scripture last night um, when Jesus told Peter, the enemy desires to sift you like wheat. What he was saying to him was, he's trying to steal your faith. So how do you get built up in your faith? You get built up in your faith by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And so sometimes when we are in a circumstance or a situation, we'll get just a little bit of word in us, just enough that we think is motivating us. But um, you can usually tell how much word is in a person by what comes out of their mouth, what comes out of their heart what they're saying in a crisis um, situation. So when you need to, to, to study that more, faith comes by hearing faith. I didn't give a scripture, Coach Ralph. Um, faith, faith comes by hearing. Um, both are in the Bible. I can't tell you where those are right now. So faith comes by hearing. When he said he desires to sift you as wheat, um, he's trying to steal your faith. So get Listen, listen to the word. If you're in a crisis, even if you're not in a crisis, build your faith up with the word on a consistent, constant basis. Like build your faith up with the word. It's not we get into habits of Bible study on Wednesday or just a little bit of devotion in the morning. But if you're really trying to grow in the things of Christ, the best way for you to grow in the things of Christ is going to be that you're hearing capacity is increased and that you're listening to more and more of the word. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm Lakeisha Johnson, your hostess for today. Um, And we are about to get in this word. We are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live. Do me a favor, go share this video 
right now. Go share it right now. Um, put it in someone's hands. Let someone experience the word of God with us this morning. Y'all know God has been so good to us these last two, not just these last two weeks. Romans 10, 17, as faith comes by hearing. Um, thank you, Jessica. Thank you for that. Um, and so go share this video live. Put this in someone else's head. Um, copy the YouTube links and just say, look, here's a word for you. Um, especially for those of um, that are trying to grow in biblical relationships um, and grow in Christ. Share the video. Now let's pray and get started for it today. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to rightly divide the word. Holy Spirit, increase our capacity to hear God. Let us not be selfish in our prayers. Let us not be selfish in our ways. Let us understand, Lord God, more of what you are calling us to do, more of where you want us to be laying down our lives so that we become more like Christ. Bless this word on this day. Let a fresh anointing fall in this place. Let every person under the sound of my voice draw closer I draw near to you. We thank you, Holy Ghost, for caring for us in a most precious way. We thank you, Jesus, for your obedience and dying on the cross. And we thank you, Father God, that the will of, the, of our Father is first and foremost in our life. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. Increase me, increase me according to your most holy faith. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so welcome if you're just tuning in to Coffee and Conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We started um, a study on executive order for the family, really. That's what it was. And we talked about kingdom wives and what they look like. And this week we are dipping into kingdom husbands and what they look like. And, and we're going to hopefully get into kingdom children. And what they look like and what we can do as parents to encourage them. Our scripture for this is Ephesians 5, 25 and 31. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless in the same way husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave the father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one. I told you yesterday, these roles are very distinct. We don't exchange these roles. I don't become the husband. I don't do what he's supposed to do. I don't take those things on. Um, for those of us that are single parents and single women, um, men or women, you're going to have to learn to adjust this because often, especially for those of us who are single parents, we adjust roles all the time. We act in capacities that we don't necessarily or shouldn't act in. Same thing for those of us that have been raised by strong women 
who taught us concepts for marriage that were not necessarily biblical concept for marriage. So these roles aren't reversible. They aren't arbitrary. Uh, when we try to reverse these roles, we mess up God's design for the family. Anytime, and I'm just going to be honest, single women, anytime you encounter a man, he starts saying, well, you act like the man. Or if you're in your house and you're in a relationship and your man and God starts saying, well, you act like the man, then you need to check yourself. I, and I don't need you to come back and say, well, you over there acting, <laughs> you over there acting like a woman. I don't need you to come back and say that to him. These roles are not reversal, reversible. And we see this all the time where people say, well, I've had to be the woman and the man in the relationship. These, everybody tickle myself. These roles are not reversible. And so you need to remember this sin distorted. Remember, we talked a little bit about the husband. I feel like I need to do a little bit of a recap. We talked about the husband being the head of the wife and what headship is. Headship is not hostile. Headship is not lazy. Headship is not manipulative. Sin distorted the relationship. Sin uh, made men lazy in some capacity, uh, made women lazy in some capacity. And also insubordinate, headship is modeled after God's intention. So if he's going to be the head of the house is modeled after God's intention. It's not modeled after this world standard. And I know some of y'all are like, well, I've seen some very good, healthy relationships and they don't really just necessarily have God wrapped all up in this relationship. So here's the thing with that. That's cool. That's cool. But when a crisis occurs, you've got to have something to hold on to. And so I'm going to tell you, like I tell people all the time, stop talking about you got relationship goals. If the relationship goal, your relationship goals should be Ephesians. Hashtag this. If you're going to have relationship goals, this your relationship goals. If the, if the relationship don't model the biblical concept of kingdom, then you ain't got no relationship goals. Because here's the thing that confuses us. See, social media sets you up for failure. I keep telling people that social media makes, makes you think people are so successful in so many different ways and people are failing behind the scenes. So your relationship goals shouldn't be what you see someone exhibit on social media. People are not as transparent as they pretend to be. People ain't giving you all the business, the tea. They're giving you exactly what they want you to see. So you don't aspire to be anything other than what this word says. That's your aspiration. That's your inspiration. Um, I tell people, that's my sis. Oh my gosh. I tell people all the time, y'all don't want, I don't want to be your inspiration. Christ needs to be your inspiration. Because if I fail you, then you'll disconnect from Christ based on what I said or what I did. I don't need to be your inspiration. Christ needs. Now, if you experience the glory, if you experience the God through me, man, for sure. For sure, for sure. I understand you're supposed to follow leadership. You're supposed to follow people. That's scripture. That's biblical as well. You're supposed to connect to people, right? You that that's a script. That's scripture associated with that. I'm not saying that, but it shouldn't be to the point where you put somebody on a pedestal and you're like, oh my gosh, that's my relationship goals. No, Christ should be your relationship goals. The Bible, um, headship is a responsibility for a man to love like Christ. Um, but if a man doesn't understand Christ's love, he won't be able to operate in real headship. Um, I said, and this is what I want to expound on a little bit more today, because I said something significant yesterday. And I said, headship means you're the source for the home. And I told you as women, he's a source for the home as Christ was a source for us. And I want to elaborate a little bit more 
on this source today. I want to elaborate and talk a little bit more about what it means to be a source or what it means for him to be the source for the home and what you should expect as source. Now, I need to caution my sisters because sometimes this gets a little distorted or perverted. And somebody will say, well, I ain't supposed to provide for my house. I ain't supposed to work. And you need to handle all this. And you need to, if you got to go into any relationship, I ain't, I ain't talking about your expectation. If you got to go into any relationship with a list of all you need a man to do, I promise you, you ain't ready to be in a relationship. You ain't and, and you probably gravitated towards the wrong man. And why I'm saying this, you ain't got to explain to no biblical man what he has to be to you. You ain't got to explain to no kingdom man. And I know some of y'all are like, but what about my standard? You get to have your standard, right? You get to have your standard. But if you're operating in everything that you're supposed to, and he's where he's supposed to, man, you ain't got to go in with no, oh, no whole list of, this is what I'm accepting. This is what I'm settling. If I don't get this, I'm, I'm not going to be in a relationship with you. You've already killed the relationship because the design has to become, I need to, we need to seek the father about this relationship. Before my husband and I got married, when the Lord started speaking to him about me being his wife, he just kept saying, he didn't reveal it to me. He didn't reveal it to me. And that's a whole nother thing within itself. You don't have to reveal to someone if the Lord has shown you someone is your spouse. You ain't got to reveal to them. You ain't got to reveal it to them at all. All you got to do is get in position and pray. So when the Lord started revealing to my husband that I was his wife, he simply said these words to me. He said, I need you to pray about what God is doing in our life because we have been best friends since the 10th grade. He said, I need you to pray about what God is doing in our life. What does God want to do in this relationship? So I began to pray about what God would wanted to do in the relationship. Paula is funny. Yep, take your list with you. I began to pray about what God wanted us to do. And a relationship, yes, Ebony, things should just be organic and flow, organic and flow. And I had to learn this myself. And so I began to pray about what God and God began to reveal it to me. He didn't even have to say it to me. One day I cracked a joke and he said it again. He said, are you praying about what God wants us to do in this relationship? And I said to him, I said, I know he don't want us to be married. Right. Right. And so as I said that, his eyes got big and he began to sweat. And then it began to be qualified for us in so many different ways. So you ain't got to go with this whole list. If he's a kingdom man and y'all operating kingdom and y'all trying to operate, and I ain't talking about perfectly and on this point system, and you trying to operate in biblical principles and all this stuff, baby, you ain't got to go to the light. This is, this is what I expect. You'll, can I tell you something? When you a woman of standard, your standards speak for yourself. Your standards speak for yourself. My, your standards speak for yourself. My 14 and 8-year-old know I don't open doors. So they beat me to the doors to open. When you're a wonder, woman of standard, your standard speaks for yourself. Your standard, gonna who you are, qualifies you without you saying a word. Who you are, you act in it. You're just it. That's the substance of who you are. It's natural. Your standard going to speak for itself. You don't have to create this standard or make this standard or put it on airs or exalt yourself. You ain't, got to, you ain't got to do it. It'll begin to manifest and it'll just operate. If you plan your position and you're in your role and you're most, you're most feminist, 
and you ain't got to do, you ain't got to come to, you ain't got to explain yourself. I'm telling you from mistakes I made. It's for my single chicks. You ain't got to explain yourself. You ain't got to exalt yourself. You ain't got to build yourself. You just get to walk in your flow. You get to walk in the flow of who you are and act as that person. Because if that person is you, it don't take a public announcement. You don't have to fold it all back. You ain't got to say it. If you a Christ and sold out and you celibate and all this other stuff, I'm telling you from things that I've learned along the way, you ain't got to do it. You just got to walk in who you are. You got, and when you walk in who you are, he'll he'll gravitate towards that. Man, I had to learn that lesson. I bought that lesson. Now that I'm confident and I'm secure and I'm where I am, I just walk, just walk, baby, just walk in who you are. Be just you, be you. So, so let's talk about his source this morning. This is so important for you to understand this source. This is important for you to understand as a man. This is important for you to understand as a a woman, no, no, no announcement needed. It's important for you to understand as a woman. Uh, and I used to think I needed to do that for my celibacy. I used to think I needed to make a public announcement for my celibacy. You ain't even got to do that. Just flow in it. The time will come for you to have that conversation. And one of my big brothers came, he said, man, just do you. The time will come. They know what kind of quality. They know what type of woman they're doing. Just do you. So his source, we're talking about his source, and we're going to read 1 Corinthians eleven three. 3. He said, but I want you to realize that the head of every man in Christ and the head of the woman, the man, and the head of Christ is God. So if he's going to be your source, if he's going to be your source, if he's going to be his source, right? If, he, if he's going to be your source, then God has got to be his source. And so there's a litmus says or a checkup for that, right? There's a checkup for that. And the, and the checkup for that is Proverbs 3, 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct the path. If you are trying to figure out whether or not God is his source or as a man of God, if you're trying to figure out not whether or not God is your source, have I truly made God my source? The litmus test is Proverbs 3 and 6. In all thy ways, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Or we can go to Matthew 6 and I think 33 where it says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added for you. So if you're trying to figure out if the man of God, especially for those of our single, if God is his source, we're looking for in all his ways that he acknowledged. And when I mean acknowledge, right, he answers to, he responds to, he's thinking on, he's praying on, he's sinking kingdom and heaven. And sometimes we will compromise this in relationships and God isn't his source. And if God isn't his source, then he's not going to be able to be your source, baby. You, he's got. He's not going to be able to be your source. And I'm telling you this, even if you're married to someone right now, like, let's be real. If you're married to someone right now and they're just not in position where, the, where they're supposed to be in God, you got to take the pressure off him. You got to take the pressure of your standards off him. And here is why. Because if Christ is not his source, he's not going to respond to what you're saying anyway. He's not going to respond to what you're saying anyway, because he's not. The first part of that said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your understanding, right? That's what the first part of Proverbs 3 and 5 says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your understanding. If he's not trusting in God with all his heart, if he's not leaning into the leaning into him, pressing into God, pressing into God, um, purposely staying connected to God, then maybe it's going to be real hard for him to be your source. And the reason it's going to be hard for him to be your source is it's because he's not divinely connected in the way that he's supposed to. See, think of it from the point of power or plugging in when he's plugged in to the source, then he can become the source. 
If he's plugged into the source, he can become the cause. Wait, 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 Rodney. Rodney, I need, I, I need to. Rodney. Mm-mm. No, 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 Rodney. I got to correct you, baby. I ain't supposed to be the source. I'm not the source. That's not my role. So I got to correct you, brother. I ain't supposed to be the source. That is he, she, she or he a woman of God's source. No, no, no. Not, I'm not supposed to be the source. I'm supposed to be the woman of God, but I ain't supposed to be the source. Let's be, let's, let's be clear here. So he's supposed to be the source. He's the source for the household because Christ is the, the source of his life. My role is totally different. My role, my role is my giftings to him. My role is my giftings to him. My giftings come to him. My giftings go to him to help him increase in his capacity. That's my role. My role is not source. My role is not, my role is help. My gifts go to help him as helpmate. Never am I the source. He's supposed to be the source because Christ is his source. So if he doesn't have, if he isn't his source, then it's going to be very difficult for him to be your source. And so you got to look at that from that perspective and say, you know what? Am I, am I looking, even for those of us that are single, am I looking for someone or am I looking at someone that Christ is their source? Because we're looking for him and we're getting ready to get into this. We're looking for him to love us as Christ loves the church. The only way that he can have the capacity to love us as Christ loves the church is that he loves Christ and he understands Christ. See, this is what you need to understand about marriage. Marriage is the walking dramatic example of God's love for us here on earth. That's why the enemy don't want you to see no healthy marriages. That's why the enemy don't want you to be in any healthy relationships, right? It, it, it doesn't. That's It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't want you to see that. It doesn't want you to have that example before you of what a healthy, good relationship. Because if a marriage is healthy, then it is an example of God's love here with the church. And that's why I said these roles aren't reversible. Everybody got to play their position. Everybody got to get in the role. So he as the source, right? He is the source. In order for a man to be your source, he has got to be willing, right? To allow God to lead him. He's got to acknowledge him in all his ways. He's got to trust him. He's got to lean not into his own understanding. He's got to have a building, working relationship. So I'm going to help y'all. Some of y'all need to take the pressure off your husbands. I'm not saying you don't get in position and pray, but every expectation that you have for a, for a person, if they're not, if God is not their source, you can't expect them to act a way that they're not even connected to, that they don't even get, that they don't even understand, that they don't even understand. You ain't even got to, you can't, you can't expect that. That's a false expectation. If they don't know who they are in Christ, if the man you marry doesn't know who he is in Christ, you can't expect him to act other, any, anything other than the way he's acting. So this one, your position of prayer has to come into place. It's not a forced situation. It's not you beating him down. You got to take the, you got to back up and take the pressure off and, and almost say, you know what? Forgive me for trying to force you into a position. I, it is never meant for me to try to force you in the position. It's meant for me to love you, pray, get in the gap, intercede for you. Because we want your marriage to decide and get in position and pray and watch God God do some things. But it's never for you to force. So in order for the man to for for a man to be the source, he's gonna have to love Christ. He will not, and I'm gonna tell you this. I was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday. He was talking to me about the insurmountable 
pressure he was feeling as a man. And what he said to me yesterday, he was, he said, I had to pause and take a break. And he said, not, the Lord told me, he said, slow down this week because he works for himself. He said, don't do absolutely anything. Just slow down this week. And I need you to spend some time listening to me, him. And he told me, he said, I had got off focus and I was feeling the weight and the pressure of life. And I told him, I said, the reason that you, the, the reason that he was experiencing this pressure is because he had made himself the source. Men do this all the time. Men are not good at, um, men are more private in their thoughts. Men are not um, good at articulating themselves. And so a lot of time men will take a pressure. Men will take a pressure. It is a pressure that they'll apply or put on themselves because they don't understand God being the source. Somebody just told me you got to work harder. This is what you're doing as your family. And no, and a lot of times we see men and God, and because we deal with spirituality different, no one taught them to seek, seek, seek the kingdom of heaven properly. No one taught them to seek the kingdom of heaven properly. And so if you don't know how to seek the kingdom of heaven properly, then you won't understand God as your source. No, that's good. It's not a legal or societal construct, Robert, Ronald. I mean, it's not. It's biblical. The biblical concept of marriage is, is biblical. It's not what this society says. So in dealing with this and understanding him as source, God as source, I needed to, the Holy Spirit told me to slow down and teach that. So the litmus test is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Matthew 6 is seeking ye first the kingdom of heaven. That's when you know whether or not God's his source. That's when you know whether or not God's his source. And you ain't got to ask a whole lot of questions. All you got to do is observe and watch. Observe and watch. Watch how he engages things. Watch how he answers. Watch how he responds. I ain't talking about perfectly. Watch how he re replies to certain. So it's to seek, seek God first. And I ain't talking about in a weird way, in a relationship kind of way. In a relationship kind of way that says, you know what, Lord, I've been doing this way too long, my own kind of way. I need to, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all my heart, like not trusting my resources, not trusting my degrees, not trusting what somebody told me to be a man. I need to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I need to lean out in my own understanding. I've been leaning in my own understanding. I've been trying to do things. When a man has so much pressure on him, it's probably because he's been trying to do things in his own strength or in his own way, in his own strength or in his own way. And so when he tries to do things and it, it, it begins to fall apart, it gets out of control. There, um, there, the, the, there, there will be gaps. There will be contingency plans. There will be stress. That's why heart attack rates get higher. High blood pressure rates get higher. Stress and stroke. Um, there is a, if we're going to be loved like Christ loves the church, there's a certain uh, plan for that as well. And if he doesn't understand who he is in relationship to Christ, right? If he didn't have, he, he, who he is in relationship to Christ, then I promise you, I promise you, it's going to be difficult for him to be the source. He has to understand who he is in relationship into Christ and that God is his source. So that that's where we are today. That's what I needed to share with you before we looked at the things of what that looks like, describing in detail him 
looking like Christ as provider, as protector. We're going to get into those things. I hope that helped you understand because sometimes as women will put the pressure on our husband. It's not for you. He's supposed to be providing for this house. It's not to play your role, play your position, get in position as a woman. Be what you be the best wife you're supposed to be. Be the best wife you're supposed to be. Be the best wife. Take that pressure off him and apply the pressure on God. Be the best wife. Find yourself in Christ. Find who you are in Christ. Find your strengths. Figure out your way to become his help me. You're not his nagger. You're not his mom. You're not his whatever. I told you your power of your words will change everything in relationship with your spouse. If you'll learn to speak their language, if you'll understand their love languages, and if you understand men are often under a lot of pressure because they've shifted the perspective of who's supposed to be the source. And Christ is the source. I told you that um, in first Corinthians, I gave you, he said, God is the head. God is the head, right? God is the head. And we got to make sure God is the head. Yeah, that's good, Ronald. He does. He uses this tactic. Remember, God, the enemy isn't interested in healthy. That's why the divorce rates are so high. The enemy isn't interested in having healthy relationships and in you experiencing a healthy marriage. He's coming after your marriage with absolutely everything in you. Or if you're single, he's going to come after you um, and give you a wrong perspective of marriage and wives. And we got so many reality shows teaching us wrong and bad relationships. And so we, we're learning. We're learning this morning what a healthy relationship is. And we're going to pray and just, I'm asking for your mind. It says, may your mind to be renewed in the word of God, that your mind being renewed in the world. Oh, that's good. One of my YouTube followers just said they repent for not playing their role and stunting their husband's growth. Can I tell you something? Every time you're not in position, every time you try to force a person to grow, you do stunt their growth. You hinder them from having a healthy relationship with Christ by being in the way. Your, your love, can, can I tell y'all how, y'all know how I feel about love. Your love has the capacity to change anything. Your love has the capacity. Just get in position and love. First Corinthians 13, love. That unk five kind of love. That kind of love. Love, man, love begats love. Love will change everything. If you'll just sit your position in love, seat your position in love, it'll change everything. And that's good. You'll, you will, you'll stunt a, someone's growth. When you start making demands, trying to pressure, trying to push, well, I've been a good wife. Good. Keep being a good wife with your self-exalted self. <laughs> with your self-righteous self. Keep being a good wife. Word clearly tells us don't exalt yourself and he'll exalt you in due time. Well, I've been a great mom. It ain't for you all to say. Well, what about um, affirmations? Good. Affirm yourself in the word. <laughs> James, around here with your little self-exalted, self, -self and puffed up self. Well, I've been a great husband. Good. Be a great husband with your mouth closed. You ain't got to tell nobody how good and how great you are. You ain't, got to, you ain't got to do that. He said that in a word. Somebody find that scripture and post it. He said, do not exalt yourself and I'll exalt you. I'll lift you up. 
before all men. I have your whole household. In Proverbs 31, it says, they, her house rise and call her blessed. She ain't have to rise and call herself blessed. That's, that's self-righteousness. That's self-exalting. That's a sin. That's pride. That's pride. That's pride. Come on, Shamika. That's real. I did the same thing. Shamika said she changed her mind about getting married. She had to repent for saying that. I was the same way. I was like, I ain't never get married again. And I had to repent because I realized that wasn't the father's will for me. Now, some of y'all might be called to singleness. You got to pray and ask the Lord about that. Am I called to be single? Paul was called to be single. Some of y'all may not be able to, but there's a certain gifting for people who are called to be single. So you got to pray and ask the Holy Spirit whether or not you're called to be single, but don't be exhausted. Work on yourself. You There is layers. If you're not constantly working on yourself, if you're not constantly being corrected in the spirit, um, growing, man, you're going to be in trouble. If you think you don't arrive, you're in trouble. I'm telling you, you are, you're, in you're in trouble on some ways. I ain't. I'm growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. That's all I can tell you. Faith to faith and glory to glory. Faith to faith and glory to glory. I don't even like saying, oh, yeah, I'm great. I'm good. Mm -mm. I'm going from faith to faith and glory to glory. Because every day he reveals something else to me about how I need to grow in Christ, how I need to grow in Christ. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the repentance. Yep, I, 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 me, me, me is a sign you self-righteous. I did this for my house. I had to catch one. I'm going to write, I got a devotional coming out today about perspective that I'm writing and I'm sending out this morning. If you're not subscribed to the website, go get subscribed, LakeishaMJohnson.com. God gave me some perspective last night. I was sitting in my car getting ready to get into this single mother complaint. And this lady walked by and changed my perspective about everything, like changed my perspective about everything. And I had to shut up and get quiet and realize God had already graced me for everything that's going on in my life right now. And I had to get outside of myself and I had to repent. Oh, that's first P. Yeah, that's the one I want. First Peter five and six. First Peter and then Proverbs 25 and six. Do not exalt yourself. Hey, don't forget, um, log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. So give into the ministry. For those of you that are our partners, we started to get our partnerships in. Thank y'all for becoming partners with LMJ Ministries. Um, everybody knows we get out and serve. Right now, we're sponsoring a family for Christmas. Five kids, two adults living with sickle cell disease. Make a donation. You can cash app us just being LMJ. Um, help us be a blessing to this family for Christmas. Um, you can find out more about our ministry and action here on the ground. Don't forget just being LMJ is on podcast. It's great for those of you who work out. You can plug in and listen to us. Also, there's some sponsorship. If you got a business, um, you can be a sponsor for one of our podcast segments or for several of our podcast segments. Just email us at info at justbeinglmj.com. And if you need prayer, for sure, contact us so that we can pray for you. Now, Father God, I thank you for the people today. Lord God, I ask, Father God, that they that you just mark upon them like you encourage them, you increase their capacity to renew their mind, that we go through a fresh mind renewal today, understanding your biblical concept, your kingdom concept for every relationship in our life, for every relationship in our life. 
We love you, Lord God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.